We're live from the res here with the one, the only Indio. Indio nine, but the nine is silent. How you very, doing, my man? Very silent. Doing good. Hey, I like your medallion. Before we start off, you gotta you gotta show the bling, man. What, what does it say on there? And who made your medallion? If you don't, if you know, uh, it says Red Blood and Music. Pay Uncle Wisham. Um, I got my bead work from most of my bead makers out there in Arizona. Nice. Uh, you know, I came across him on Facebook. His name's Toby Wheeler. Okay. Go give him. Go check his workout. It's really, really nice. Toby um, Wheeler. I like it. I like it too. It stands <laughs> out, man. Hell yeah. Yeah. Shout out to Toby Wheeler. Yep. And man, I can never say that word. I know some people from like out that way. They don't go with him. Is that pretty close, huh? Yeah. Pay with him. Man, I try to say that over and over and over, and I just cannot say that. You know. <laughs> but I, I like it though, because that's the traditional original name. The other name would be what Lasagno, huh? Yeah. Yeah. yeah the Lasagno Nation, but people of the West, you know. Yeah. That's where we like to keep it. I like it. I like it. Uh, out here, uh, we're a little south, so we're Kumeyaay land. But like we're, we used to be called Degenio, and now there's like this big thing where like, you know, everyone kind of identifies as Kumeyaay now, which is cool. It's a traditional, more traditional name. There's a lot of history on that. I know in our area, um, there was a long time, a period of time where your land wasn't protected because we as natives, we didn't have, you know, we, didn't, we weren't citizens until 1924 and all that. We didn't have claim to land. We couldn't go into court and protect ourselves, any of those things. So... Um, you know, the one way you could protect your land is if you said, oh, no, no, this is relating to the church. And so all of our people would say, well, we're Degenio. And so we're, we're connected to, you know, this church or that church, ultimately to the mission system. And then people who are like Americans rolling in and uh, the, the Mexicans that were here and all their people, would, they kind of didn't know how to treat it. They'd say, well, I guess, I guess we just leave it alone as church land. And so all the natives were able to kind of covertly keep their land without it having to go to any kind of legal thing. Until sovereignty. later on, yeah, because they had their sovereignty, man, and they can keep it and, and stuff. So we had like a generation and a half down here where people would just kind of claim Degenio and they didn't want to throw the native stuff on it. Yeah. And so the elders would say, well, I don't remember hearing Kumeyaay or all these other things. So in Kumeyaay land, you hear people say, I'm Ipe, I'm Tipai, I'm Kumeyaay, I'm Degenio. But out your neck of the woods, you hear Lisenio, Bam Kawicham, and it don't seem like people trip if you say one or the other yeah okay. <laughs> i mean honestly i mean from up our way it's just you know there's a lot of uh, like cupanos lasanos juanano mm -hmm. you know all that along that up that area but you know i think all together as one you know i mean we're just all people of the west from the way i see it yeah i like that that's cool I, that. I think too where you guys are geographically located there in palma valley it's like you know um right up the streets paula the other direction down the street is rincon and going up to la jolla you know like there's on that street, I don't know how many one, two, there's up the hill, it's Mesa Grande, Mesa San Isabel, Grande, yep. uh, Los Coyotes go a little further, you know, it's like there's so many reses, San Pasquale's the other direction. Yep. <laughs> there's a lot of reservations right there. And like really like three, four different tribes right in that little mix right there oh, too, yeah. right? Yep. I know one time um, they had the longest walk uh, a few years back, you know, for sobriety and for um, and the different native issues. And uh, it went right through that area and they had it, it started, they were going from um Rincon Res right there at the you know the ball fields and stuff yeah. and we walked from there all the way to Palma yep man that's a walk dude <laughs> <laughs> I've actually walked from La Jolla all the way down to Paula one time and my freaking feet were just killing me bro. that's a hike dude <laughs> and I was going down the mountain and it is still <laughs> <laughs> it's like our ancestors would do that like nothing but now oh. it's like man we don't be walking like they used to oh I don't know but we walked we walked there and we went to the Palma Tribal Hall and um that little that hill at the end like it was I was my feet were tired 
And then that last till was just straight up. I was like, oh man. <laughs> like they're really we're gonna make us walk this little bit. Oh yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah, that was our own trail of tears right there. <laughs> yeah. Go right up that hill right there. But so man, you do uh you do all kinds of music. Uh yeah, I started hip hop once. Uh it was around like the age of thirteen. Um I used to see a lot of my older cousins and stuff like that doing it. Um, you know, we'd be on the bus going to school. They'd be busting freestyles in the back of the bus and stuff like that. And I was watching them, just mesmerized by all of it, you know, until my cousin actually got me to hop in one day. And then he gave me the name Crazy Braids. So, you know, and I had my hair long back then, you know, so I was kind of digging it. And then um, from 13 and up, you know, I kind of really just started getting more verbally, started writing down a lot of my flows. Yeah. Um, and you know just hip-hop just stuck with me ever since then you know i kind of just it was something that i knew i wanted to do you know like especially seeing them start passing out their burn cds and stuff like that at school like it just it caught my eye like it caught my eye a lot yeah and, and you're, you're it's like natural seemed like huh oh yeah of course i feel like sometimes like as natives like we have like so much music within our culture you know like the tradition like the you know the piano our hand games piano there's music there you know we go to a pray they, they sing in there when they're praying you know, we have the bird songs in our area, the Laquanish, all these different kind of song cycles. Oh, yeah. It's just so much rhythm amongst our people that now you go forward, it's like, it used to be what, like country, old school country, you know what I mean? <laughs> then it was like old school rock and roll. And then yeah. now raps set in and hip hop and, you know, just different, you know, it's like, it seems like every genre, there's some native kind of rocking it somewhere oh yeah of course and i know a lot of a lot of my uncles too from up there in brona i know that they dabbled in like a little bit of jazz and whatnot too so it's yeah. like it's kind of it's kind of something that you don't really see like you know like jazz is kind of like a it's a weird genre to be like you know see some natives in but it's awesome though like, yeah that is a random genre for natives right <laughs> like that's jazz, jazz like... yeah you see the blues you have tracy down in uh where's la jolla yep, tracy, tracy nelson yeah he'd be doing the blues but yeah jazz that's interesting mm -hmm. Kind of makes sense though, because Brona has a real strong, um, like rock band history, res rock, I should say, history. Yeah. You know, you got a lot of res bands in there, and uh, and I think with the heavy guitar and instrument, I guess jazz makes sense. I guess it does. It should. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, country's more country more like the mainstay. I want to say that they have, mm -hmm. but you know. So were you raised up on country, like like a lot of people? Oh yeah, I was raised up a lot on country. Like that's all I would ever hear in the morning when my grandma would take us to school. Would be like Dwight Yoakam, mm -hmm. you know, George Strait, Brooks and Dunn, Dixie Chicks, all of those. Like that's the all the old school artists like that that I would hear. Like you know, but um, you know, it was just once you know we actually had TV and stuff like that. I started turning it to MTV and whatnot. Yeah, so my grandma would always tell me, "Turn that damn music down." <laughs> like, I don't want to be hearing that damn stuff all day, like you know. So it was, it was a trip, but you know, that's kind of what I grew up off. Of. And then like uh, when my uncles and stuff started coming around, you know, I, I know that they listened to like Metallica, Pantera, stuff like that, like the like the metal, like yeah, you know, and like that's more of the other music that I grew up on. I think that's like a native thing for sure, because like you know, I mean, I'm sure it's every culture you you get that mix, but but natives you get it like a real big mix. You can look at one family. And you'll have half of the, like part of the family all into hip hop. You'll have another part of the family all into country. Yep. You'll have another part of the family all into rock. Like me growing up, I was always with my brothers and sisters. And like my oldest brother's like into like, you know, the Rolling Stones, all that classic rock. Mm -hmm. And then uh, my other, my oldest sister, 
she's into like she was into all kinds of hip hop and all that eighties like yeah. you know type music and Janet Jackson and all that kind of stuff <laughs> and you know and then like my my you know other sister was like her and her man are into like grunge rock and random just all this different kind of music <laughs> country my sister is big into country Garth Brooks and yeah. and it's just like a big you know a uh, just a bunch of different music mixed in. Oh yeah. And so people ask me like, "What do you like?" I'm like, "Well, I don't even really if I know if I have a type because I listen to everything, yep. you know." <laughs> but I do know in our area, it seems like I want to say for sure, like uh, Dwight Yoakam is huge, man. Yes. Yes. Uh, did you ever get a chance to see Dwight Yoakam or no? Um, no, nah, but he's been to our casino a couple of times. Yeah. And I've always wanted to, you know, for my mom, rest in peace. I always wanted to take her, you know, but just you know, I know she'll. I know she's probably kicking my ass for it now. (laughs) You know, it's, you know, what happens, happens, you know. Sometimes we don't get those opportunities, man. And, you know, it's like time, you know, time's a weird thing. Time will fly. Sometimes time stands still. But, you know, we miss those opportunities. But uh, I got to meet Dwight Yoakam, believe it or not, man. I met that dude. I'll share a story. First off, um, if people don't know in SoCal, I swear, Dwight Yoakam comes here like all the time, right? I know he's been at Palma. He's been at Paula. I've seen him in Rincon a couple of times, been in Vieja a few times. He's always in this mix. And every time you go to one, there's all kinds of natives from all over. Everyone's <laughs> aunties there, you know, they're just yeah. they're just feeling it. And uh, we got to do the meet and greet here at Viejas. He came through. And uh, Dwight Yoakam's an interesting dude because he's one of those guys that all the women are like, like the older women are like, oh, my God, he's so handsome. He's this, he's that, his voice. And then he takes his hat off and everyone's like, whoa, who's that guy? <laughs> I mean, not to down the guy, but his hair is like, he just looks different, you know? Yep. He goes from that sexy singer to like, uh, you ever seen the movie Sling Blade? Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? When he's like, yeah. <laughs> he turns into that guy, he takes yeah. his hat off. He's like, mm-hmm, I like some French fried potatoes. <laughs> and then the dude's like, but he's like, what the? So he came in and he was doing a meet and greet and um, everyone was there lined up. And I was like, that's Dwight Yoakam. You know, my wife was all excited and everything. <laughs> and I don't know, man. He just like legit had like his suit, everything on, his hat kind of tilted. And I he didn't even look human because he was so stiff. <laughs> he just put his hand out, like shook his hand and like, you know, and like no no emotion, no, no nothing. nothing and, you know, I guess he meets a lot of people and he was probably, maybe he was tired. He was just kind of like no emotion. We just kind of shook his hand. Is like, picture, next person picture shake hand you know there's real boom 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 and out i was like so i got up to the guy and i'm like helka and he just kind of looked at me like what i'm like helka you know he's like, he's like, yeah but I shook his hand saying. we took a picture and he was just kind of like like a robot i was yeah. i told my wife i said if i didn't know any better he looked like the guy the little character at chuck e cheese dude he was <laughs> real stiff with it yeah he was just like and then uh he went out did the show right after rocked the house everyone's cheering and then i see his bus just driving away i was like that dude's gone already like yeah, he was just in and out, but uh, probably because all everybody else's auntie was trying to chase him. <laughs> <laughs> to <laughs> I know he's a thin dude, man. One of the my wife's cousins said, "I'll break his leg off" or something like that. <laughs> I was like, "Oh no, man!" Uh, but Dwight Yoakam, dude, that guy's classic. You know, he's yeah. he's definitely classic. Those classic rocks and uh, you know, like CCR. I grew up on CCR. That was a oh, big yeah. one. Oh, all yeah. that res, all that res rock. You know, just <laughs> someone's uncle or aunt playing it. I know in our area here it's like horseshoes. There's always horseshoes. And you got oh, the CCR yeah. bumping. Of it's got all that kind of stuff, and then everyone's boozing or doing their thing Listen too. To you know, easy top. Rock, them, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's good vibes, you know. Oh yeah. But I like that because I feel like it, it doesn't hold us back. Like you, if you want to be, you know, if you're a native kid on the reg, you want to go play rock and go play rock. You know, like no one's gonna down you for that. You want to go play country. 
Well, I don't know that anybody does that, but I, I, I'm sure you could. I don't know young oh, yeah. timers doing it, but no one's gonna hate that. Nah. And if you want to do rap, well then you got you got support on that. You mm-hmm. know. Hell yeah. Have you you uh you, but you did have people telling coming at you saying do do the country yeah um that was one thing my mom honestly really wanted me to do was because uh you know she heard a lot of my lyrics were explicit of course yeah like, you know, and, I, and I was going through a little bit of a phase you know when I was younger you know just all through high school and stuff like that with you know just wanted to fight the power fight the white man fight everybody you know and she was just like turn off that damn music and see that music just ruining your mind she was like just you really want to be an artist become a country singer and i'm like mom i cannot do that like seriously i'm like when you look at me and look at my mentality it's like it does not fit in the country world i mean like even though i see people like uh what's that guy's name? i think his name is cowboy troy or whatever the uh the black guy <laughs> not the black country singer like you know what i mean like but he's i don't know i mean like he could fit he could fit in that genre because that's him like you know what i mean and is that where everybody's getting that dance from? Is that what that I, I I've been seeing like there's a little Nas or something like is that? that oh, okay, yeah, I saw yeah, this dance and I didn't understand what was going on. I was like, <laughs> okay, I mean, like, that's just another one of the fads that. Yeah, that's what it was. I missed it. Too, yeah, but you know, I mean, like I got a lot of my inspiration and stuff like that from, I want to say, it was a year. Uh, yeah, I think like a year, a uh, year ago or so. Uh, my wife had actually got me tickets to. Uh, Tech Nine, he was coming to the House of Blues, Mm -hmm. you know, and like I was trying to, I was barely getting myself established, you know, and so she got me the meet and greet and stuff like that. And like, I walk up to him, you know, and I'm like all starstruck because like Tech Nine, like favorite ass rapper in the world. Like, you know, this is the dude who I grew up on. Like, I finally get to meet him, you know, and he's like, do you want anything? Like, want me to sign anything? I'm like, uh, you know, I hope this is like, you know, like not too far-fetched, but I'd actually want some advice. And he's like, all right, that's a first. He's like, you know, that's that's cool. What's up? I'm like, uh, you know, I'm a big fan. You know, I'm get that out of the way. You know, I'm like, but uh, what is it that you did to become successful and where you're at right now? Like, you know, because I want to do the same thing and try to establish my own label and whatnot. And he's like, you know something? I'm going to tell you this right now. Don't let the world judge you for who you are. You know, and if you got a dream, go out there and chase it and take that. And if the world's not messing with you, it's like, fuck them. Like, you know, yeah. it's like you just keep doing you, you know, and just make your dream happen. Because like, that's all I'm going to say. Be 100% about your music. Ever since then, you know, I kind of just took that all in stride and I just, you know, worked hard at it. I actually won the, it's a competition that they have out there in L.A. It's called Coast to Coast. I went out there and I took fifth place for Cali, you know, and that kind of thing right there kind of just boosted up my confidence, you know, and like it really just had me on such a high level and I got some insights and stuff. I got to meet him the following year, you know, and I got him a beaded strange music medallion, you know, and I got to do the meet and greet again with them, you know, and I walked up to him and I'm like, hey, Tech, you remember me? He's like, yeah, 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 Indian dude, like, what's popping on? I'm like, hey, you know, I won my competition, you know, what what your words really did, you know, like they helped me out. So I wanted to gift you with this and I gave him the medallion and man, he was just so like, humble humblest dude i think i've ever met like he rocked it his whole tour that's cool. like you know i was i was stalking him on his <laughs> yeah like, yeah seeing if he gave it away or not but like he had that and he rocked it his whole tour dude and like i kind of like it made me feel good yeah you know? so like ever since then i've just been pushing and pushing and just making more music dropping videos you know just honestly doing it for our people down here mm-hmm. you know and like that's one of the goals, like I'm still trying to accomplish, you know, is like putting our people on the map, all of SoCal on the map. Yeah. You know, that's good. You know, and I, 
I think sometimes we live in our own little bubbles, our own little, you know, caves and we know what's going on around us. But like in a bigger picture, you go around places and I know like as a native, a lot of times people don't realize there's natives in SoCal. They don't know there's anybody in San Diego. Uh-huh. They never heard of Viejas, never heard of Palma. They don't know the Sanyo, Kumiai, Degeno, <laughs> Pilm Kawinchum. They don't know any of that. You know, and it's like general America sometimes don't know that either. You know, they just think Indian, they think Plains Indian Sioux or Navajo or, teepees, you know, teepees and all that. <laughs> and it's like, no, we're here. We're over here in SoCal. We never went nowhere, you know. Yep. And it's crazy because like here in um, San Diego is like the oldest trace of humanity in the Western Hemisphere. Mm-hmm. You know, they found that Mastodon bone off the freeway down there. And they're saying uh, the Nature Magazine said it was like 120,000 years old. You know, some humans went and broke a Mastodon bone and they're eating the inside. You know, so that's the oldest trace of humanity in the Western Hemisphere. And it's crazy to think that that happened down the street. And so there have been people here in this region that whole time. And it's like, we're still here. You know, despite all the histories, the hard, you know, genocidal acts, we're still here. We have a voice and we have a very unique way of living here in SoCal, you know, and, and it's cool. So, like, we're like, you know, yeah, we're still here. But then people are like, wait a minute, you really still there, you know? <laughs> so it is nice to have some representation, you know, oh, yeah. to go out to a, a powwow on the other side of the country and then go like, oh, yeah, you guys come from, you know, SoCal, I've been out there, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's nice, you know, it's nice to have people who are in San Diego County, like, you know, know about the reservations and stuff, you know? Oh, yeah. And not just think casino, but think people. Yeah. And so that's cool, man. Yeah, you put it on, put everybody on the map. That'd be legit. Have to, you know? Yeah. And I got to give a shout out out there to Poonizi, too. He's another person that's oh, yeah. been, you know, doing his thing out there and getting all the other natives and stuff like that on the map, too, you know, especially repping it for Dago, you know, and like, you know, and like, and I met him a couple of times, too, you know, humble dude. Real humble dude, right? Oh, yeah, I thought the same thing. Real yeah. good dude. I seen him, you know, like, because Budizi lives down the street and the next row is over in Saquon. Yep. And um, I've heard about his music and his crew and all that. And I never really listened to him, you know. Yeah. But I always support, I try to support the other natives, you know, if they're trying to do music. I don't, I I don't yeah. you know, if I don't get a chance to listen to him, it's like, eh. But um, I'll still support him, you know. So I heard about him all this time. And I don't know why I never sat and listened to him, you know what I mean? Yeah. But I went up and... Um, and some, somebody gave me a song of his, and I listened. I was like, man, he's pretty good, you know? Yeah. And then, uh, anyways, I met him and talked with him, and I was just really taken back by how humble he was, how kind and nice he was, you know? Cool. You would never know that he does anything like that, you know? He just seemed like a dude. Yeah. And um, so it, it kind of made me want to listen to more of his music, see what his vibe was. Yeah. And I really enjoyed it. I went out to L.A. this last year, to Indigenous Peoples Day, L.A., and um, and we went out and sang bird songs for Pudizi. He came out, and he has a song where he has some bird uh you know, his traditional song starts it off with that, and then he goes into his thing. And so he wanted us to go sing for them. We're like, yeah, I was like, man, I'm honored. You know, I'd be real honored to do that. And um, so we went out and sang some songs, kids dance, and then he came out and did his thing. And I was like even more impressed because he was out there bopping around doing it. He just has a great stage <laughs> presence. Oh, yeah. And I was like, man, this dude's really legit, you know? And uh, but yeah, Pudiz is a cool dude, man. Oh, yeah. But we need more of that. We need more SoCal. We need more Cali natives in general representing um all of our peoples you know yeah so do you feel a um like do you feel like a a pressure to include uh like your your res your family your nation all that kind of stuff or do you feel free to kind of rap about whatever you want to or um if there's if there's anything that i feel pressured you know to put on you know like actually like it's it's no pressure at all honestly you know like i like representing us as a whole like Mm -hmm. you know what i mean because like you can go out there and you could find any other artist who's going to put their res on or put like you know put their city on or stuff like that but like when you go out there just repping it like you know that's why honestly i named my my label 
red-blooded music because you know i mean we're all like from the way how i see it we're all red bloods like you know what i mean like, yeah. like i don't know if that makes sense or not but it's like you know we're one people like you know like i'm repping it as i can't like i can't like you know separate us into like different groups or nothing like that because it just seems like that's what the world wants to look at us as is like we're all separate but i can't have that like you know what i mean like yeah. I, fig- I figure you know we stand strong as one like you know what i mean and you know it's it's just a it's just a trip like you know like how the colonization and stuff like that just wants us to be like you know fanned out like that i can't do that like you know yeah i mean it's you know you do see that he wants us to be divided yeah. and then ultimately start fighting against one another mm-hmm. you know and just be living in negativity like that oh yeah and yeah I, I feel that i feel like that's a huge part of the everyone talking about colonization and trying to decolonize and all this yeah. kind of stuff and i really respect and like that too but i think sometimes people don't realize like the real ground level of what that means you know it's like when you're talking about people gossiping like that's what it looks like you know what i mean yeah. when someone's trying to better themselves they got a new t-shirt line and they're trying to sell shirts you know, and you're like, I ain't wearing their thing. Like, why do you feel negative towards them? Like, that's part of that colonization, you know? Yeah. When people don't want to leave their res or they have this crazy anxiety about doing things, you know, they don't feel free. Like, the ancestors, you know, used to go walk 10 miles, do whatever. They felt comfortable and safe, you know? But now mm-hmm. we have trouble sometimes leaving our reses and things like that or trying something new. That's part of the colonization, you know? Yeah. It's all part of it. And I, I know for me, like... Um, I, like I said, I sing the bird, I play, play piano, I take the kids around, do these kind of, these kinds of things help me deal with that, you know, help me get out, spread my wings, feel confident, you know what I mean, connect. Yeah. You feel that way with your rap, you feel like that's... Oh, yeah. I've had, I've had multiple people, like, inbox me sometimes, you know, and they tell me, you know, like, hey, like, your lyrics, they're something that we've never heard before, like, especially coming from an Indian, like, you know, it's like, you know, you put so much heart into it and so much, you know, so much love, I think that, you know... That's just one of these one of these things that I strive for as an artist is just to, you know, making sure that the next person that's out there hearing my stuff, that they're feeling it and that they're vibing with it, you know. And, you know, like, I didn't, and like, trust me, the, all of this stuff did not happen like overnight. Like there was there was a point in my life to where I knew I was whack. Like, you know what I mean? So, <laughs> and I ain't even going to lie to that. That's like, that's like, no, that's no bullshit on that. You know, but once I actually started putting a lot more love and respect yeah. into, my, into my lyrics and stuff like that, like it all started to make sense, you know, and I think like just going through the stuff that I went through, like I'm not even a, I'm not even ashamed to say, it, you know, like I'm a recovering addict you know? mm-hmm. and I will throw that out there, you know, like and a lot of people will try to bag on me and cap on me for that. Like, oh, like you're just you're just like an ex tweaker, like, you know, crying on the mic or whatever, like oh, mother- <laughs> either, either way, and it, and that might be true. If it is true, oh, well, so be it. I'm not ashamed of it. I'll claim that. Like, you know what I mean? But, like, I've lived and been through things to where, like, I'm sitting here as a survivor now. Sure. I mean, it's got to come through genuine, too. You know what I mean? I I mean, I think that's, like, a big thing you hear a lot of rappers or a lot of big criticism you see with a lot of native rappers, you know, is, like, a lot of them have all these lyrics and then people go, what? I know that kitty. What is he talking about? That ain't genuine, you know? Yeah. And maybe it's them expressing themselves or maybe they are truly just copying somebody else's style and they feel like they have to have certain kind of lyrics certain kind of mannerism certain kind of dress and all that oh, yeah. and so maybe it's not genuine but like you're saying you're tapping into like some real stuff with you you know oh, yeah, and that it comes through genuine i think it comes through real genuine you know and people can relate to that you know and the thing about you know all of those things like whether it's alcohol abuse or drug abuse or whatever the you know the the ailments um it's something that we're all dealing with at some level 
you know, that's some real red stuff because, you know, I know people on the outside and they maybe, you know, they're native or they're indigenous. I'm not trying to take that from them, but they grew up in a different um, environment than if you grew up on a res or a really heavy scent, you know, a heavy um, native populated area, you know, yeah. where we're dealing with that colonization, the effects, the genocide and all that. And it's like, yeah, we all have to deal with that res, that res life, which, you know, a lot of times means either if you aren't, you know, an alcoholic or a drug addict, then maybe your parents were or your uncle or a brother or a cousin, you've dealt with it, you know. Yep. We've had to bury people for that, you know. We've gone to funerals, seen people die when they shouldn't have died, you know, that yep. have passed on premature and they've had to experience that stuff. And, um, you know, it's like we're resilient people, man. We keep going through, but it doesn't mean it doesn't hurt. Yep. <laughs> and then it mean you can't express yourself, talk about those things and sing about that stuff. Oh, yeah, of course. And that's just one of the things, like, you know, like if I could shoot a message out there, it's just to show you know, our youth and then for even future generations, you know, that we can make something out of ourselves, mm -hmm. whether if it's putting it through music, whether if it's doing it through sports, whether it's doing it just through artwork or tagging or something like, you know, you can make yourself something like, you know, I can, I just, I come from humble beginnings, like, you know what I mean? To where I didn't have nothing. And then, you know, now like, you know, I'm a father of six, you know, I have a good music career, you know, and I can remember back to when I didn't have nothing. Like, yeah. you know, and now I'm sitting here. <laughs> Which their style was whack. Yeah. <laughs> and my and my shit was It whack. sounds like you've always been honest, <laughs> so that's cool. You, you know, know what I mean? Yeah. And, but it's like now I'm sitting here blessed. Like, you know, mm -hmm. like thank creator man that he gave me another chance. Yeah. This. Like, you know what I mean? And like I'm I'm blessed every day just to think about that. You know, I'm blessed that I have my wife on my back twenty four seven and I yeah. love that. <laughs> because without her I think honestly, like, you know, you wouldn't get this me here right now. Like, honestly, like I used to be a real hostile dude where like, you know, anybody was mad dogging me, I'd be cracking off like that. Yeah, so, yeah. She got me to calm down like a whole lot. You mm -hmm. know, and I'm thankful for that. Hella thankful. Yeah, shout out to all the good women out there, you know, all mm -hmm. them wives. You know, especially the native wives out there, because they know what's up. They know some of the struggles, you know, that oh, yeah. native men have to go through. I was the same way, you know, and I'm not even a big statured guy, but I used to like work out and I had a probably little man syndrome now I look back at it, you know what I mean? But but yeah, I was like 60, 17. I was always ready to fight or to be stupid, you know? And yeah. at the same time, I'm doing things I shouldn't, you know, I was like, uh, you know, I was involved in like our culture and stuff. You can't be around acting all crazy like that, but still you just have that, you know, you come from the res and, and it's like someone gives you lip or talks to you, you know, gives you that, that eye and like, what are you looking at? You know what I mean? Next thing you're scrapping or sizing each other. And it's just like, yeah, at the end of the day, it's like, calm down, you know? And the old people look at you like, cut it out, you know, you're going to get beat up. But but your woman will put you in place, like, knock it off. We ain't got time for that. And that's, that's good. I'll be honest, man. Like, I've been married to my wife a lot of years and, um, you know, I love my wife and she gives me a lot of stress sometimes, you know? But at the end of the day, I, don't, I wouldn't be who or what I am without her, you know what I mean? And so that that in itself is a message, you know, we got to love our own people, you know, we got to love our people, you know, no matter race either. It's like whoever our yep. circles are, we got to love ourselves, love them. And then it's cool because like you said, we got six kids. I got five. So you got me beat by <laughs> one. But but, you know, it's a beautiful thing because you build that family. You know, that's what starts a lot of our healing as a people. Yep. You know, everybody kind of wants to go out and do some big, big festival or do something like that. And that's cool, too. Mm -hmm. But it's like you can just start by building yourself and your family. And it's like you're building your people strong that way. You're oh, doing yeah. it. Of course. So I gotta know, man. When you say when you said uh, you listened to your music back in the day, and you're like, "That's whack." How did that go down? <laughs> Were you just listening to it, and you're I like, "What honest, am I saying?" I honestly, um, I uh, I came across my old SoundClouds that I had back then in high school, <laughs> and like 
Oh my God. I just remember, I remember those days like it was just yesterday. Like I would be sitting up in my room. I'd have YouTube on from the TV and then I would have my old school cell phone right there to be recording me on. And like, I was just saying ridiculous stuff off the head. Like, you know, like, <laughs> like if I was like from Compton or like Crenshaw or something, like, you know, talking about drive-bys and stuff. I'm like, man, like, this is not the business at all. Like, I'm like, I'm so glad I worked on myself and worked on <laughs> a lot of it. Like, you know what I mean? And like now I'm talking about stuff that I could be proud of. Like, honestly, I dropped a song just a couple of weeks ago about all six of my kids, you know, about how I'm blessed to have them in my life. You know, like, I'm glad that I turned over all of this hostility for them. Like, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? And, like, uh, you know, I showed it to them. They they love the song. They memorize the lyrics, like, word for word every time. Like, I take Yeah, what a song. beautiful tribute, man. Yeah, and they love it, too. Like, they, they love it. What's, it. what's the name of that track? Uh, My Biggest Fans. My Biggest Fans. Yeah. That's nice. Yeah, I heard part of that. I didn't, I didn't know knowing what it's about. You know, I'm gonna have to really zero in on that. Yeah. <laughs> That's cool. It's like a dad anthem or what? Yeah. <laughs> well, tribe anthem. Tribe. <laughs> we got six kids. You have to try. Yeah, that's, that's the starting lineup yeah. right there for the ITS. <laughs> <laughs> you got your own team. Yep. Softball comes around. You got your own team, boy. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> you know, a lot of areas I don't even think have ITS, man. It's something we take for granted. I know. I know we were talking <laughs> earlier when you got here. You said, "Oh, I've been down here. I played ITS back in the day." Yep. And it's like, but you know, a lot of areas they don't got um they don't have the opportunity for those out in other part of the country that don't know socal we have a lot of reservations you know like all of socal is indigenous land obviously you know but it's like they they broke us up and they put us you know we split us everywhere yeah so we're kind of a little reses small reses you know distributed throughout the county so years ago what they decided or they figured out was like like we have a big culture of res softball right are we gonna play res softball the old fiestas fast pitch the just baseball and softball that was real big, uh, with the win- the women, the men, co-ed, all of that stuff, and so there was that, and then um, the I know here at Viejas they used to do scrimmages between us and Barona, uh, the kids, you know, and then do yeah. just Saquon, they always beat us, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> they bring in ringers, but they um, so they just kind of created a little league, you know, and I think it was uh, the guy's name was Ben Foster at the time, he's here at Viejas, he's the uh-huh. head dude. And he created a little league, the Intertribal, uh, Intertribal League. And it was just, at that time, it was just Barona, Vies, and Saquon. And then they started bringing in other groups, you know. And then you're up your guys' area, I know that Rincon and La Jolla and all those guys were kind of like wanting to play each other. And yep. So they Morongo, just put it together. Morongo started coming yeah. down and San Isabel, the Bears up there, and Mesa Grandy, they had their own team for a while. <laughs> and they jump in with us twice sometimes. And so here in SoCal, you'll have, we have a whole youth league. So right now we're in the season of uh, basketball season. Nice. So you go up to Pechanga, you go out to Paulo, you know, these guys have uh, gyms, you know, and it's like, you got this res playing against that res. They have all the different age brackets, age groups, and they play a whole season. They have coaching on their own reses. Uh, they have a softball season. They have a soccer season. They have all these seasons. And I, I don't know, dude, I know when I was a kid, everyone was out of shape around me. Oh, yeah. And it seemed like now all these kids can ball, dude. They can. <laughs> Honestly, like I've seen all my nieces and nephews out there on the field, dude. Like they've got freaking heaters for arms. They got legs for runners. These kids are just, they're, you know, they're spectacular at their sports, you know. And that's one thing, like, you know, like I push for these kids. Like if you know how to ball, make sure you get on your res's team. Because if you ain't on your res's team and you're not supported, then... I don't know what to tell you, but you need to be doing something with your life. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, and I, I think all of that, too, is going to really help out with our people when we look at, like, um, like diabetes and stuff like that, oh, you yeah. know, and the heart problems and all that. Everyone's in my family. Everyone's in everybody's families, too. Yeah. 
but, it, but it's like, yeah, I, all that shit. I have it start getting dizzy and stuff. But I mean, it's like uh, I'm gonna run a marathon. I made that a while back. I had a guest on, and they're gonna, they're talking about running marathons and all that stuff. Nice. And I, in the middle of the interview, I was like, all right, I'll do it. I'm gonna run a marathon. <laughs> <laughs> so I've been running every day. I'm sore right now. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I've been trying to you know battle all of that. And um, but you know, it's just again, it's like all those little messages that are given to our people. You know, like. What you can and can't do, what you're supposed to do, what's normal, and then oh, we're yeah. just trying to survive and live, you know. And that's I think that's what your your music's really powerful about, man. Is that it's you're expressing yourself, you know, you're expressing what's up, and oh, it's yeah. like you know other people are it resonates into them that they're experiencing the same stuff. Oh yeah, of course. Because it seems like I swear I talk to people from all the different areas, different reses, and it's like we all have very similar experiences, you know. Oh yeah. And different tribes, different customs, a little bit, you know, we're all pretty similar in our area, but. Oh yeah. We're all in our marriage, you know, the different things like that. But it's like we all have like a, it's like a very similar experience. You know what I mean, oh, it's yeah, the same challenges. It's you know, and it's a trip too to actually you know see somebody out there relate with what we got going on. Like mm-hmm. you know, and like I would never turn a deaf ear to that. Like that's why honestly, like I try to go out there and you know whether if they're you know you could be from Saboba or from San Manuel, it doesn't matter if you're a rapper or whatever. Like let's hit a collab together. You know, let's do something. Yeah, like that's one thing that's you know I find like very unique. Like, you know, to actually hear, like, you know, other people's stories and stuff. Because we don't ever got to try to front or put on something, like, you know, that we're not. Like, you know, and I like, I like you know, intertwining all of our cultures together like that. Like, yeah. I think that it packs more of a powerful message when we do that. Yeah, I like it, man. I love seeing, like, the different, um, you know, like you were talking about Pudizi earlier. And, yeah. You know, just the different, uh, the different rappers from different areas, you know, hip-hop guys coming together and, and collabing. You know, whether it's on stage. I know Saquon had a... a they had a concert a while back, and there was a bunch of guys down there, and just different, you know, different venues. They'll have spots, and you'll just see, or you'll see. Uh, sometimes I see um, artists, you know, promote other artists, you know, and I think that's real powerful, you know. Oh, yeah. Check out my, you know, my dude here, you know, my cousin there, whatever, and it's it's big, man. We got to support each other like that, and build each other up. There's enough out there where we don't have to compete with each other, try to oh, put yeah. each other down. There's enough of. <laughs> You know, there's enough, you know, ears out there to listen to everyone's music and to support one another. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, I, th- I think that's real powerful, man. I really like that. I like that. And I, I like. I think what you said is powerful, too, about, like, you don't got to lie to kick it, dude. You know, no. when, <laughs> yeah, you can lie all you want, but it's like, you know, the, the Indian world's kind of small. Mm-hmm. You know about people. You hear about them. You know what's up. You know who they are. You know about it. They're already on the day off. <laughs> it's crazy, though. I think one thing we honestly need to have is, um, like, uh... I was going to share this with you, too, about the Indigenous Hip Hop Awards that's going on up there in Canada. Yeah, yeah. I got the nomination for um, Song of the Year and Video of the Year. Yeah, you know, boy. If we can have something like that. Wait, wait. Here. Let's say that one more time so yeah. everyone can hear it. What, say it again, man. Yeah, I got the nomination for uh, Song of the Year and Video of the Year. You that's know? a big deal, man. That's, yeah. that's cool. Congratulations. Thank you. You know, I think if we had if we had more award shows and stuff like that, like or venues like down here in Cali, yeah, and put like throw something together, even if like all the if all the reses got together and did something like that, I think we would actually get a lot more of the youth involved into you know wanting to show themselves and express themselves. Yeah, that'd be something like to look into, you know, or like even like you know if somebody were to just invest or put some money down into it, like shit, like I would even start drawing up the blueprints for something like that. Yeah, you know, I think that's a good idea, man. I think we got to keep continue trying to have our youth to um, express themselves. You know, we all, as we all know, as natives, you know, the I don't know the stat, the stats are off at hand, but we do know that we're leading the nation in like suicide, teen mm-hmm. suicide, you know, drug use and abuse, and 
you know, premature death, all these different kind of social ills we're, we're leading. And it's like way disproportionate. We know we've had a bad history, but it's like, well, how do you deal with that? You know, and one of the ways is I be, I truly believe is you got to listen to the youth. They got to be able to get that out, their trauma, their stress, their problems. They have to find a way to get that out and heal from it, you know. And if they keep it bottled up, all that turns into is self-anger, self-hate, you know, and it turns into all of those social ills. So it's like if we can get these kids, whether it's writing poetry, yep. painting, uh, doing hip hop, singing songs, whether, you know, um, whether it's getting involved in their culture and expressing themselves through that way, you know, they, they have to find a way to express themselves so they can heal. Oh, yeah. You know, no one's above it. No one's beyond it. Every family has that, you know. Oh, yeah. I think that, yeah, and then you, you start building people up in our region. I think that'd be cool, man. Oh, yeah, of course. I know a while back they had the Grammys and um, Northern Cree was out there. Did you see that? Yep. <laughs> yeah. They're in L.A. with all their moccasins. Yeah. All I could think of is, dude, they're going to take back some kind of coronavirus or something back to the wrist. <laughs> like God. Saddle Lake, man. Make sure they... Make sure they sanitize before they get back to Saddle Lake Res. They're gonna those moccasins got what was that hepatitis on the I bottom. Know, That's just so grimy out there. I was actually watching the Grammys last night. Yeah. And you know, I that's just one thing. Like, and as a kid, I always wanted to, you know, like I, I made that as one of my goals. Like, you know, when I was doing music, like, you know, I'm gonna be the first native artist to go get a Grammy. I'm like, I'm gonna shoot for that. But like now, like over the years as I've watched it. I'm just seeing that, like, you know, it's fake as hell now. Like, you know, like, yeah. noticed, like they only give it to who they want to give it to. Mm -hmm. Like, you know what I mean? Even though they say, like, they've changed and everything like that, and they've got new board members and stuff like that and different votes and whatnot. I just think that, you know, for a lot of the unseen talent, like, you know, like, there's, there's a lot of talent out here, like, you know, that doesn't get recognized. And for like someone to get lost to, and they give it to somebody like freaking Billie Eilish or whatever. I don't even know if you know who that is. It's like this freaking kid girl with freaking yeah. lime green hair. Yeah, like, I do. Talking about nonsense. It's like really like I lost the award <laughs> to that chick. Like, don't invite me here. Like, I'm not. Don't invite. I'm, Poor Billie Eilish. She's crying right now hearing this. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I'm being dead serious though because like a lot of them, a lot of the artists like, and I'm not trying to be that. I'm not trying to be that guy. But it's like, come on now. No, it's true though. And Billy Eilish, I, I was calling him Billy Eyelash, and I was calling him Billy Eyelash. Yeah. And because I, I beat it this this uh, for Christmas, I beat it. Uh, one of our my little nieces a um, pair of earrings, and my other niece a, a pop socket, a Billy Eyelash. Yeah. And so I asked my daughter, and then I was like, well, "What should I, you know, make?" And they're like, "Oh, they like uh, Billy Eilish or whatever." And I was like, "Oh, Billy Eyelash." I was like, "Well." What does he do? Is he a rapper or is he, you know, what kind of music does he play? So they're like, he, they're all looking at me like I'm like a million years old. And I'm like, so anyways, I look into Billie Eilish or whatever and I'm yeah. listening to this stuff and so they're in there, <sighs> no, all depressed, you know, I went to depression mode right away. Oh my God. But man, I was like, this is what the kids be listening to. Dude. Back when I was a kid, we were listening to Death Row, you know what I mean? We had the Crossroads and Bone Thugs. Yep. I was like, Billy, I mean, I don't know. I don't want to down no one's like expression or music or nothing either. I know there's a lot of people listen to it, obviously, <laughs> but they were like, yeah, you know, like I guess uh, one the four top awards for a female first time. Yeah, anybody's done that, and I was like, wow, that. I mean, I guess I have to take another listen. 
I didn't hear it. I don't know, man. It's nonsense, bro. <laughs> it's I mean, crazy. I like I said, I don't want to be that guy, but I will. I will have to be. But just, I'm gonna have to be sense. honest. Yes, because to be honest with you, I would not let none of my daughters listen to that shit. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, and I've seen the videos too. It's, it's depressing. Huh? It is depressing. It's weird. You watch it, and you're like, wow, man. Music. I mean, I guess that's what music's supposed to do. But I feel like music <laughs> for me. I like music to energize me. I like to feel good. Yes. I like to get a little bump. It's okay to get introverted. You know, it's good to um have it make you think and stuff like that you know but at some point it's like you want to feel good like do you have where's the one song where we're supposed to dance to like where are you at you know it's there ain't one there where's the song we're supposed to do a shot to yeah these kids are just popping xanaxes and shit yeah going yeah there's no middle ground man and that's you know that stuff is so um that's so addictive and just killing people and then it's like oh yeah scary as a parent i know i get scared to think about that so you're right like do you let your kid listen to that music like You know what I mean? Like, if they're already yeah. tempted and then they're listening to that, it's just, that's, I don't know. Am I being like an old parent back in the day that'd say, don't listen to this music? They're going to they're gonna start smoking the devil's lettuce and yeah. they're going to, then they're, you know, the Satan's cabbage or whatever yeah. they call it. Whatever. It's like, am I being that parent right now? But I think times have changed, man. You can't play with some of that stuff. Uh-huh. I feel like times have changed and yeah. everything's really de- deadly. You know, that fentanyl and all that kind of stuff. And oh, yeah. some people can experiment and get off and move on with their life and empower themselves like you did yep and some people don't get that opportunity yeah it's hard you know and honestly it's it's uh, like you know it was kind of hard for me to you know like beat that but like you know i mean i wouldn't have been able to do it without you know like the the right support system you know and group in my corner you know and i'm kind of i'm really am thankful for that like you know i'm glad i didn't fall victim underneath that because it was bad. <laughs> no, I ain't gonna lie. What bad. motivated you? What was your? I mean, they say like you have to hit rock bottom or something. I don't know. That's not always the case. But what do you feel like really motivated you to change your life? Um, what motivated me, honestly, was uh, it was the birth of my son. Uh, his name's Hunwa Abak. He's uh, my miracle boy. I want to say. You know, what I mean, like I love I love all of my sons the same. You know, but he came to me and my wife at. A appropriate time in our lives because like I had just lost my mom my wife had just lost uh you know her dad and her grandma you know and it was like you know it was back to back like all with all in the same week you know and you know things were just like spiral like spiraling out of control for me you know and like I just I couldn't take the pain anymore so it's like you know and then looking into my son's eyes and then talking with my wife and you know what i told her I'm, I'm done with this like you know i'm i'll pack my bags right now and i'll go straight into rehab go clean up if i have to you know and she supported me 100 percent and had my back you know came there and visited me every week like you know like i think honestly like the staff was getting kind of annoyed because like you know like how much how there she was for me you know but like you know it was if if anything that I could say that motivated me though it was it was our son like you know mm-hmm. he yeah I got to give it all up to him like you know what I mean that's beautiful man yeah I mean I I know uh, those people who aren't parents out there you know uh, a child is a powerful thing man oh yeah <laughs> child is a powerful thing man it'll take your whole it'll take your time it'll take your money I know that <laughs> but it just it does it changes you I know when I had my first son you know like I just I really felt I lost a brother when I was younger, you know, and I had a whole period of time where I didn't really process that, you know, and uh, when I was real young and um, I literally went years without like crying or having a lot of real deep emotion. Yeah. And when I had my son and I just remember looking, I was like, wow. And I just 
I, I always tell my wife, I feel like whatever it was, the exterior that was it just cracked. Yeah. It broke me open. I was real vulnerable. And I don't know if I cried. If I did, it was just my allergies. Hey. But no, it was <laughs> like I did. Yeah. It was the weeds out here. It was the wind. The wind hit me. <laughs> but it was like I did. I felt like a real emotion, you know, and it was just kind of like. And then from that, it was weird for me personally. Like I went through like this whole time where I was really having to. I finally was had to process all of all of the hurt and, and all of that time period that I went that I really bottled up, you know, and I went through this kind of like the self growth thing, still kind of going through, you know, still learning, you know, a lot about myself and, and uh, made mistakes and, and done well at things and, you know, just all, you know, everything that's life, you know, yeah. but it was like for a long time, I was just kind of had this real, this really uh, strong exterior, you know, and it, it took something like a child to really break that, which was real to me. I, I look at that as real powerful and all my kids I have, I've had that kind of that experience. Oh yeah. And so that's powerful to hear you say, like, you know, that's what motivated you. Oh yeah, of course. Yep. Uh, I give it all up to him though, man. He's that boy just knows how to push my buttons, but then just, <laughs> <laughs> he's 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 my wonder kid. Like, you know, mm-hmm. I like, you know, I wouldn't trade it for the world. So you guys have any more? Uh I think we're gonna have one more and then then we're gonna be done. <laughs> so It'll be up to seven. We're going to have a seven. So. Hey, man, you know, people say what they want, but they were talking about, we're talking about decolonization. There you go, man. Decolonize the, <laughs> decolonize the continent, you know, yeah, one child at a time. We got to take our land back. Oh, yeah. One, for- <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm going to get my taxes back. Tax season, here we come, boy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's funny because people always are like, oh, man, all these kids want to kind of crack jokes, you know. Mm-hmm. They ain't cracking jokes and taxes come around, boy. Oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Especially when they want that new backpack or the yeah. new pair of freaking Converse or something that comes out. <laughs> yeah. They'll take care of your kids. That's true, though, man. Mm-hmm. I have I have my kids. They play Pion. They're a little bit older, you know, so someone played Pion a few years ago. They they did really well. I was proud of them all year long nice. until taxes came. Then I was like, wait, we got to pay taxes on all that? Oh, man. That was terrible. That was the only year that I ever got, like, that was just like they didn't help me. Usually yeah. it's like, all right, all that <laughs> child raising is gonna pay off, boy. Hell yeah, I'm getting some of this back. Yeah. <laughs> With interest. With interest. <laughs> so you're, you're so you're, you're uh, nominated for that award. Yep. That's cool. You're gonna cruise on up there and scope it out. Oh, yep. Up there, in, uh, I think it's in Winnipeg, uh, oh, Canada. Man. When uh, when is that? Uh, sept- no, it's gonna be in June. Okay, cool. June or September is one of them. Yeah, I yeah. have a date posted. Sure. But it's gonna be, you know, it's gonna be live and everything like that too. Cause I'm gonna have Red Cloud there with me and uh, Spider Deuce. He's yes. another native from out there in uh, LA. Um, you know, it's gonna, it's gonna be like you know the first big stage performance I think I've ever done. Like you know, okay. Especially at an award show, like you know, like I always dreamed of doing something like this. So it's like you know now that it's actually happening. I'm almost like a little bit nervous. <laughs> like, hey. you know, I'm a little nervous. Like, shit, I'm gonna be in front of a bunch of Indians. Like, shit. <laughs> I'm like, man, but you know, I'm gonna love it though. You know, and I think I'm just gonna have my mom watching down on me, like on that day. You know, I'm gonna have all the kids there. I'm gonna have my wife right there with me. You know, it's gonna be, it's gonna be a good day. I want to say. Yeah, it's gonna be, man. You know, and I know the waves of that old. They'll come down here. You know, people are gonna. You know what I mean? We're going to see it down here. Social media and everything. We're all going to be here at SoCal Repping. You know, we're going to be cheering you on. That's going to be really cool. You ever been to Canada before? Nah, never. First time, huh? First time. 
Yeah, man. I've been to Canada a few times. That's all I was asking. Like, is it soon? Because right now, dude, you don't want to be in Canada. It's freezing up there, dude. <laughs> when I was a kid, I went up to Canada and um, with my family, and it was all snow outside. Oh, yeah. And it's like, you have to put stuff in your gas because your car will freeze. Oh, and then sure. when they go to warm up their engine, like... We were like northern part of Alberta and like they had to they went and turn some like something on like a heater yeah. to heat the engine. And then they go back inside and I was like half hour later, went back in and then turn on the car to warm it up. Like you had to warm up <laughs> pre-warm. You had to warm up your car, but you had to like preheat it first. It was really weird. And they have like these little, yeah, they have like these little like uh, things they put in front of the grill to kind of like insulate the engine yeah. because it's just so cold, you know, to like break the heads or whatever. And it was it's just like, man, then you drive everywhere and it's just like. The plows go out and then it's just like these snow banks like everywhere you go. It's just so, yeah. it's just, we don't, down in SoCal, we don't get that, man. Unless we go to Big Bear. Big Bear, yeah. <laughs> but even then, like you're there a couple days, you know, like up there, it's like, it's frozen for months at a time, dude. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I think like the most snow I think I've ever seen when I was out there in Wisconsin, out there in uh, Boulder. Uh, my aunt lives out there, you know, uh, she lives out there on the Mohican Reservation. Okay. And frick, man, the first couple of years when I went out there to go live with her, I was just, you know, me, of course, being from Cali, you know, I had my dicky shorts and short <laughs> short sleeve t-shirts, you know, and I'm walking outside and it's like below 13, freaking snow all the way up to my knees. I'm like, man, I did not pack for this. <laughs> this is not the business. <laughs> you know, I seen a moose for the first time. I'm like, almost got ran down by that damn thing too. Yeah, you forget. Uh, like, you just yeah. like used to stuff. Um, my family and I, we all went up to, um, when they had the Standing Rock thing going down, yeah. we went to North Dakota for that and... Um, and we had to deliver some stuff and whatever, but um, you know, I brought jackets and all stuff. I was, I kind of like, oh yeah, it'd probably be cold. It was October, so I didn't, you know, it was warm down here. It was like it was that year, it was like really warm down here in San Diego. We drove up there, and like when we got closer, I was, I looked at my wife and said, oh dude, like we made a big mistake, bro, because it's gonna be freezing. We didn't, we didn't dress warm enough. Yeah. And she was like, what do you mean? We got up there and like. You know, like we were in vans and stuff. <laughs> like, you know, like I was like, dude, these guys need like real stuff. So we had to like go stop and get some like, you know, real shoes and jackets, you know, mm -hmm. like get some boots and stuff like that, you know, because they've been freezing. And um, but you just forget that in SoCal. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like <laughs> we're so we're so spoiled. Like it's the middle of you know winter and we just walk around short still and start <laughs> going sleeping. to the beach and yeah. during December. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna go vibe out at the beach and and all that kind of stuff. But it gets cold in some areas, man. It does, especially like up in the mountain areas like where, yeah. where my wife's from in Petronga. I swear to God, I've never felt coldness up there before in my life, you know. And I and I used to live up in La Jolla with my grandma. Mm -hmm. So it's like, you know, it's I thought it was always cold up there. Hell no. Petronga at nighttime, man. It gets freaking freezing. <laughs> That's where it's pop, man. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, so moving forward, man, where, where do you think you're going to, where do you think you'll be at, man? Where, where are you taking all of this to? Just, are you um, enjoying the road or you got... You I think, honestly, uh, I have one more show after the Indigenous Hip Hop Awards. It's yeah. going to be in Florida. Um, it's another coast-to-coast -coast event. I'm going to actually go there for the Grand Championship for 50000 You know, I'm going to go compete. And you uh, compete for 50,000. Is that a freestyle yeah. or is that just uh, well, you bring your own stuff or how's that work? Um, I think it was from from the last show that I won. Uh, I got actually like a top contender spot. Okay. To go compete for the Grand Champ because they take every artist from every state, you know, and they just duke it out, you know, head to head, like right there in Florida. So it's like, wow. Uh, you know, it's like, and you get like a, I think they give you like, you know, like a deal, like, you know, a little tour and whatnot, a little, you know, with all the fixings and stuff. Uh -huh. So I think my main goal with all of that, though, is like, I'm going to take the money 
utilize it into you know building my own studio professionally like, yeah you know, with all with all the right like equipment and whatnot you know and then i'm gonna establish my label like you know professionally you know and just start doing tours whatnot. yeah get my kids involved you know because like my son uh he's really involved with what i do you know my oldest and he just loves you know, every time when I come out with a track, he's like, yeah, can I hear it? Can I help you make a beat? Can That's I, cool. Can I give yeah. you some insight on this? I'm like, yeah, boy, let me know. You know, and like he's really mesmerized with, you know, like how I'm doing everything in the music. And I'm glad that he gets to see all of this, you know, and like now it's giving him an outlet. Like, you know, sure. So, you know, I see me going pretty far with this, you know, I just want to I want to give back to like I yeah. wanna give back to, you know, our people down here to where like if I do get this all established. It's going to be a studio to where, like, I don't care if you're making country music, reggae, rock, doesn't matter. It's going to be a recording studio where our youth can come and utilize that and get their stuff recorded and, you know, produced out. Yeah, start growing our people like that, right? That's cool, man. That's a good mentality, you know? I think, like, that's a traditional mentality, too. They say, like, a long time ago, they used to go hunt, you know what I mean? Like, you give the, you give the deer away, you know? You give the, go hook the elders up or whatever, you know? You give it away. And once you're NFD, you give it away and hop everybody out. That's cool, man. So Florida, that's a, so how do they, is that a, like a one-on-one, -on -one, is that a rap battle or what is that? You just do your thing and they uh, judge it or? Yeah, I think they have five uh, professional judges and I think, um, I think they're going to have Wiz Khalifa there, I think, as one really? of the judges. And um, yeah, you know, you go there, you perform your single on stage and whatnot. And then from, if you win and like be a contender or whatever, then mm -hmm. they take it down to like the top five. And then the top five go battling head to head like that. Wow, that's crazy. And then it just like eliminates, you know, from. So, what's your mentality, man? Are you trying to grind them out? I mean, is it hard to be mean, kind of? Or, <laughs> oh, honestly, like the first, the first coast to coast that I did, when I walked up there to LA, um, you know, it, I got like the whole room looked at me so weird because they did not know what I was. I didn't know, if they, thought, I didn't know if, they, if they thought I was Asian or if I was Mexican, you know, but they just looked at me like, who the hell is this guy? Like, you know, because I walked in with a Native Pride t-shirt on and like, you know, I just had them all really shook. But once I got on stage and started doing my thing, you know, like they noticed like, damn, this dude belongs here. Like, yeah, you know, like yeah. he's... He's worthy enough to step on stage and do his thing. Like, and I'm glad that I made that impression. So it's like, you know, I'm not trying to like go in there and just be like, yeah, fear me and bow down. But like, you know, I will walk in this room and, you know, you know, I will give respect just to get it back. Like, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? And I got I got to treat it like a friendly competition. I have to like, you know. Yeah. What's the vibe in there? Is it like, uh, I mean, honestly, me, I'm so lame. <laughs> All I can think of right now is everyone in the 313. <laughs> you know, it, it, like, it's honestly. Is it, it like does, that? Is that what yeah. it is? It's got like that eight mile. Type <laughs> like, you know, like, you know, like some people I like I've seen people get booed off the stage, too, to where like, you know, their performance. Oh, wasn't wow. Big. You know, and it's like, man, like, I don't want to be that guy. <laughs> I cannot go home being that guy. <laughs> so. You know, but other than that, though, I mean, like, it's all just networking and stuff like that, you know? Like, if you go out there and pass out your cards and do what you got to do, you know, like, you'll get some of that back. Like, you know, you might even be able to get to collab with some of the artists there, you know? So it's 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 all good vibes, I want to say. Yeah, sounds like it, man. It sounds exciting. It sounds fun. Yeah. But how do you get yourself all psyched up to do that? Or do you, like, do you get all in a quiet room? Or are you listening <laughs> to somebody? Are you going over lines? Or are you, are you sizing up the people and be like... <laughs> I was nervous. Uh, like, I remember I was in the hotel room um, 
you know and like i was i was looking at my wife and i was just like i don't think i can do it like i was like i'm getting i'm getting like the i'm getting like the cold feet and whatnot she was just like oh she's like we didn't drive all the way to la just so we could turn around <laughs> so you better get on stage and just do your thing she was like don't worry about what they're gonna say about you or what they're gonna make you feel like you know you came here to come do this yeah you know? so like just believe in yourself and do it i'm like okay <laughs> like all right like i can do this thing they're your wife's at the corner she's your your pep oh, talk yeah. huh oh yeah it's like rocky she's <laughs> yeah, like just mick like, yeah, like, come Rock. that's cool so did, did you like when did you know you could do that like did you i mean because i feel like you can write you know people can write stuff down and read it you know what i mean oh, but yeah. to know that you could just flow in your mind when did you know you could do that was that early on I have you always done that yeah like i started doing that um i think it was when you know, like when, uh, like my cousins and stuff, they would have like little kickback parties and stuff like that at their pads. You know, like I would start seeing like, you know, everybody would be drinking and stuff like that. And then they'd all form the circle, like, you know, the famous circle, people would just be rap battling and stuff right there. And I used to have this cousin who all the time, he was always trying to get me in the circle, you know, and like he would start bagging on my clothes and whatnot. He'd be like, come on, like cat bag, cat bag. And then, you know, I just, it just got me to the point where I was just like, you know what? I'm tired of him bagging on me. I'm going to cap back. <laughs> like, I'm going like, to, you know, and I started talking about his hair, started talking about his ex-girlfriends and whatnot, like, and then it's like, you know, it just, it all just started to roll, like, off the top of the head, like, you know, so. That's cool. But it was, it was earlier on in the years, though, before I started, like, getting serious with it, you know, but, you know, it was good. I like it, man. That's cool. Well, I wish you luck, man. I hope, I hope you, uh. I hope you win the big fifty. I hope you win that award. You got big things coming. Thank you. Um, so where can everybody find you? Let's make sure we get this plug in before we call it. Oh yeah, of course. You can find me on my Instagram. It's Indio underscore PR nine. Uh, you can find me on my Twitter page at Maganti Abe. Uh, Facebook Abe Maganti. Um, those are pretty much the only sites that I'm on. And then my Spotify. You can just find me at um, Indio nine. Uh, it's I-N-D-I-O-9, nine is silent, but you know, <laughs> that's where you can find me at all my stuff is like, you know, just hit me up on the, hit me up on the ground. That's mainly what I'm on, you know, and I'll, I'll come slide you some info or slide you some cards or I'm going to be making some merchandise very soon too. So, you know, make sure you come keep your eyes peeled for that. Right on. Otherwise go on over to Palmer Res and say, what's up? Yep. All right, man. Thanks for coming out. And we are live from the Res. Thank you.